This week on Inside Motorsport, we look back at Perth and at the brand new Senna film that's going to be in cinemas very soon. I hope you'll stay with us. Joining me this week on Inside Motorsport is John Bannon from Auto Action and Peter Norton. And uh, guys, interesting time at Perth last weekend, some fantastic racing, Peter. Uh, yes, fabulous weekend of racing. Uh, Jamie Wincup continued very fine form, but it was great to see uh, Jason Bright uh, pip him in one of the races, and uh, that was a very important race for, uh, for Bright and the Brad Jones racing team. It's their first win in the V8 Supercars category, and uh, comes at a, a very important time for that team that's been uh, gone through quite a lot of rough patches, uh, including one of the, uh, the cars in that team being involved in a horror crash on the uh, start of the second race. We had a chance to hear from Jason Bright. Jason Bright, I don't think I've seen an engineer get doused with champagne quite as enthusiastically as you did for Phil Key today. Congratulations on a great victory. Yeah, thanks mate. I mean, he uh, he deserved it. You know, he's, he's um, you know, we worked pretty hard this year. I, you know, I thought that we were, we came into this year with everything we needed and, um, you know, we, we probably, you know, we, we came out of the box pretty good at Abu Dhabi, struggled at um, Adelaide and Hamilton for, for different reasons, and I, and I think that we've found what the problem was there. And, um, you know, we came here and, you know, showed where we, where we really should have been running. And, um, you know, the, the car was excellent in the two races today. Um, qualifying was good. Um, you know, the, the, the last few rounds and, and, you know, the areas where I felt as though we, we needed to improve was the qualifying and our starts, and we nailed both of those today. So, um you know, that's, that's the most satisfying part. You know, we, we're sort of ticking those last couple of boxes that I think we need to get more round wins. And, of course, the crash really dominated the headlines, Peter. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think most people in the Australian community, if they turned on the TV on Sunday afternoon, they would have heard about the crash. It's one of those things that breaks through all categories of sport uh, and is, you know, that kind of water cooler talk in the office on Monday. Where do we... Uh look at safety for V8 supercars going forward because they are using an alcohol fuel now which has got its own set of dangers. Yes, that's right. Um, part of the uh, the trailer, the, the fellow in the crash, um, is that uh, he got out of the car and it appeared as though that uh, his suit wasn't on fire. Um, but because some of that fuel does burn uh, almost clear, he probably couldn't see it. Uh, and one of his uh, uh, one of his crew who had jumped the pit wall you know, ran over and, and rolled him on the ground to put out any remaining flames. So I think people need to update their thinking about some of the fire, uh, update some of the training, just to make sure that it picks up some of these little quirks. Mm, well, we had an opportunity here from Carl Reinler speaking about the crash. The, the flames came through the car and, and it was just terrifying at the time. It, um, I could feel my face actually getting burnt. I could see the flames all around me. I could, I could, I could feel the warmth and the heat waves and, and I was breathing in the, in the fumes. I could feel it burning my throat as it came through. It was, um, it was a horrible experience. But um, I knew what I had to do to get out of the car. We, we have a cool suit, we have a helmet fan, radio and water that's all plugged into the car, not to mention the seatbelt. And um, I pretty much just grabbed the seatbelt as, as early as I could, tried to grab the, the net that's, uh, that's there for safety. Um, I missed it the first, first time and 
I got the door handle pretty quick. I didn't even bother undoing all the other auxiliary things. I just, I just bailed out of the car as quickly as I could. Well, Peter Norton, it's uh, Winton, the next round of the championship. What can we take out of what we saw in Perth to the Victorian regional track? team is always fast there. Jamie Wincup, Craig Lowndes will uh, definitely be some of the hot favourites, but uh, a lot of teams are going off testing uh, in between. Uh, they work out, they've worked out they've got a lot of work to do uh, to make sure that they can be as competitive as possible. So uh, maybe someone can pull a rabbit out of a hat and uh, meet Triple Eight, uh, but I think Triple Eight, uh, you know, they still are the, the cream of the crop although the gaps are narrowing. Mm. Well, John Bannon from Auto Action is on the line with us, and I'll get, Peter, you to stay on the line because I know you're fascinated by this as well. But a brand-new motion picture is being released very soon, and I know that the uh, folks at Auto Action got to enjoy a sneak preview of the Senna movie. John, thanks for joining us. All the lads uh, went to a a private screening this afternoon, and it it was enthralling and, and really captured your attention the whole way to give you a bit of background, I've, like a lot of people in motorsport, been a, a massive Senna fan uh, uh, over the years and an admirer. And, and so it was always going to be good for me. But I, I think the film will really appeal even to the general audience. It, it will give a really good insight into the mystique of, of who Ayrton Senna was and, and what, he, what he stood for. And I think the interesting thing about the film is it doesn't just paint Senna uh, as a hero. It, it shows the bits where... He was a bit of a villain, and, and the film really concentrates on his years in, in Formula One. It, it doesn't go much into his childhood or, or the aftermath of the, the accident uh, at Imola, but uh, it, it does really focus on those years in, in Formula One and, and how his star um, built and, and why people were so fascinated, him, fascinated by him, I should say, particularly in Brazil. I'm interested that this film coming out uh, what is it, fifth, uh, 10 to 15 years since his death? Yeah, that is a, a puzzling thing. It's been talked about pretty much since Ayrton died. There would be a film. I think there was some uh, rumours uh, in the mid to late 90s about um, Banderas playing centre and and all sorts of things going on. But th- this film has the, the approval of, of uh, the organisers of Formula One and, and also of the, the centre family. But Yes, you, you're right. The timing is odd, and I don't know if the timing is is, is right in many senses. What well, 16 years has passed uh, since the, since the day, and almost to the day. Um, so, yeah, unusual timing because it's almost been forgotten about in a way. Peter, if you've got any questions there, I'm sure you're chomping at the bit. For people who haven't heard anything about this, uh, what sort of uh uh, format has the film t- uh, taken? Have they got actors recreating stuff, uh, weaving that in with actual footage? How do they put it together? Yeah, that's, that's a good one. It's, it's documentary style. Uh, so it's really showing Senna in, in first person, a lot of close-ups on him, a lot of uh, background footage as well, uh, footage that hasn't been seen before, as well as footage that you recognise if you've... Uh, I guess, uh, searched around and, and looked into Ayrton's uh, career. So, uh, yeah, really, it's not a... You, you don't go in and... It's not a, a movie as such, but it captures your your attention uh, like a movie. So it's a document. It's very much a documentary, but it also feels like a movie. I don't know if that helps in, in explanation, but it, so it gives a first-person account. That's what I'm saying. You, you feel like you're right there with Ayrton. 
probably one of the most powerful and best sporting documentaries is a film called When We Were Kings by Muhammad Ali. And they said one of the things about that film was that they weren't allowed to show the footage. There were some problems with rights and, and footage control. And so that came out 20-something years after the Rumble in the Jungle. And they said that the, what made it more poignant was because you'd seen the rise and fall of so many of those people that were involved in that film. Does the time span help with giving a different perspective on what we're seeing here, John? Well, perhaps it does. You, you, you're right. I think you've made some very good points there. Maybe, in ter- maybe the footage wasn't available uh, until recently, some of, some of those, those extra shots. But, but also, you're right, that, that is a long time ago. I mean, you see a, a lot uh, younger-looking Bernie Eccleston. Uh, you, you've seen a lot of changes to Formula One in terms of safety. You know, the, the cars and, and the tracks are remarkably different to what they were in in, in Senna's day. Uh, so, yes, uh, all those all those aspects are a part of it and, and probably, to that degree, help paint that picture. Well, John, it sounds like one not for a race fan to miss, the Senna film. What's it actually called? We keep calling it the Senna film. It's called Senna, as far as I'm aware. I'm pretty sure it's just called Senna. Well, thanks very much for your time, John Bannon from Auto Action, and also to you, Peter Norton. Uh, Thanks, guys. Great. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Peter. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.